0: Momentum Volleyball is the online Canadian hub for volleyball storytelling, reporting, and event coverage, allowing content creators to connect with fans, coaches, and players. Momentum is the hub for athletes, coaches, and fans to find free and paid volleyball content. And we are proud to be the voice of Canadian volleyball around the world. Head to momentumvolleyball.ca to subscribe for free and get access to exclusive content and all your Canadian volleyball updates.
1: Hello
2: everyone, and welcome back to Sharp Cuts. My name is Garrett May, alongside Josh Nickel, as always, and we're back. We've been away for a while. We apologize to you, the viewer. I, I didn't miss Josh that much. I'm sure he'll say the same to me. But we're back to record an episode. We've got a great guest uh, with us today, uh, Jasper. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Um, uh, now I hear you're you're the captain of the T men's volleyball team. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is my. Well, my third year uh, as a student at U of T, second year of eligibility. Um, and my first year is captain of U of T men's volleyball. So thanks so much for having me on the show. Now now, now I'll hit I'll us with your nice major.
1: G- Garrett's not gonna brag about you, but hit us with your major, because you're in biology, but it's not just biology. Hit me with the full title here.
0: Full title is a little, a little complex, but uh, I am double majoring in ecology and evolutionary biology. Uh, a second major is physical and environmental geography, and then I'm doing a minor in GIS, which is like a kind of computer science thing. Yeah. So. Smartest guy on the show already.
2: <laughs> okay. So basically what we're saying, we've got a couple of nerds on the show here in Josh and Jasper. Uh, so just glad we got that out of the way. Um, so welcome to the show, Jasper, and thanks, Josh, for the context. So. It's been a while since we've done this, Josh. I feel like I'm a bit rusty. Like, how the hell do we even start the show? What are we? Are, have we done? Like, have we failed already? Are, we, are people still listening? What are we getting into?
1: We failed a little because I <laughs> felt like we we finally had momentum and our listeners who were getting comments and then we took like three weeks off. So now it's good that we're back. and Jeez. it's good have- <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> We have a top tier guest with Jasper, but I, I think what's topical, if we're going to piggyback on the news, Garrett, and we're going to be like a real discussion show, we're going to be real that's, journalists. That's a tough challenge for us, though. So let's be careful. So if you look around, you know, U sports and, and more specifically, Canada West has games going on, Garrett, but you'll notice Jasper's available because he doesn't have training. The OUA, the OCAA, they're locked out, baby. Ontario has deemed them not under the exemption. So uh, for our listeners, I'm sure you're aware of it. But like me working for Volleyball Canada, I had practice today. We're under the exemption. We're still allowed to train. For our sport, but Jasper locked down. Like I think you had to do the full like a uh, 25 day or whatever the the Ontario decision, 21 days maybe when it's all said and done. But anyways, no practices, no training, no games or anything. Garrett, the university and college sport is not deemed elite right now. I didn't know that.
2: And I like how you're throwing it to me first, but I don't want to really sour the conversation with Jasper with my opinion before we really hear from him. And the way you framed that question, Josh, was quite leading. Like you obviously think this isn't a great thing. Let's get Jasper's take on it though. He's actually the one getting affected by this, not you. Okay.
0: Fair. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little confusing. Uh, Really the boys are left left with uh, some question marks. You know, we, we feel we're, we're training, you know, 365 days a year we're we're coming back okay easy there (laughs) okay some of us some of us yeah right okay well our coach our coach coach john he likes to say we train on the days that we breathe uh so that's that's his motto so that's you know we're training we're training as much as we can but it's a little confusing you know there's uh we're guys are all flying in from out of province out of country where we all came back you know ready for the season um and then we're shut down. we we had practice on the twenty eighth and the twenty ninth, and then we had the second and third. And then we're now just sitting in our apartments, you know, going on runs, seeing seeing what we can make do. But it's uh, is this just
2: uh, Ontario who's affected by this? Like, are our competitors in other provinces
1: not dealing with this same thing? I imagine yeah. Quebec is also shut down based on like their COVID numbers. But for sure, Garrett, I know for a fact Canada West has matches coming up this this weekend.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, for a news show, we should really know the news a lot better and the specifics of what's going on. So, I mean, immediate cut there to our credibility here in front of Jasper. Sorry, but I mean, so obviously, yeah, that sucks for you guys. But are you not in some levels like a little bit worried, like COVID's raging, like you see all these other leagues dealing with. Some of these things where people are sick, like you're only traveling with half the team. If everybody gets sick and the other team's not, like do you forfeit a match? Like that could really interrupt things. Anyway, at least maybe this way you get some sort of reprieve, you get some sort of uh, restart, kind of a uh, unified. Everybody's together in on that.
1: Well, I wonder with the other conferences still going, and, and by other conferences, correct me if I'm wrong, it could just be Canada West. But at what point does nationals? Either have to get pushed back or do we have to modify the Ontario schedule? Like, because you guys played a first semester, the OCAA Garrett didn't technically start, like, they were trying to start in the new year, so they might lose a full season. At least, Jasper, you got like some matches in, but it's it's a bit of a, a weird guessing there with, with anything with COVID. But what I think is funny is just that Ontario deemed it not elite. Like, uh, the youth sports in the OUA is a, is a pathway to national team sports, to professional sports. All right, so well, I'm going to
2: make the first shark of the episode here. I fully agree with Ontario on this one. If we're talking, about elite the oua is definitely not what we're looking for in terms of elite i'm gonna go full on uh, yeah i'm going i think full the, and i got there that's a i big played in it important. i was in it at, like i totally agree with that it's a
0: school sport
2: are high school sports playing
0: some of them are some of them are actually yeah okay
1: Not <laughs> <an Ontario laughs> i don't think an Ontario actually,
0: that's a huge that's some salt to our wounds there's we we looked at the uh we looked at some of the leagues that are playing, and it was it was a bit uh, was a bit of a reminder where, uh, where some people huge. see this league. But I I think I think you can really defend uh, at least OUA men's volleyball. I I personally you know some of the guys that we have in our league and even our own teams like playing in you know representing Canada at the beach level, representing Canada indoor level. I know we might not have as much depth as Canada West or, you know, NCAA, but I think the top tier of our, our players is can really stand with anyone in the country or even the, I'd agree with you there, but
2: what percentage of your league
1: needs to be elite for you to call the league elite? Fair. If we go team by team, I'll start to agree with Garrett that some programs are certainly not elite, but if we maybe, you know, go top heavy, maybe.
2: Yeah. Like, okay. But imagine (laughs) they come down and say, all right, your top half of the league can keep playing. They're elite. The bottom half of your league is garbage. They're going to shut down because of COVID. I mean, I support that too. I
1: yeah, mean, that I rule think, was never going to happen. I, I think the <laughs> funny comment with, with Jasper being an American, like, do you have any guys that you played club or high school with that are like, yeah, well, our season's in full swing. We're, we're training every day and we got games coming up.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm, still, I'm still close with a lot of my, my boys from club and pretty much all my, all my club team is playing D1 right now. And they're like, Oh, we had, we had seven, eight, nine, ten 10 COVID cases, and we're still playing the game, you know? And that's where, that's where I totally see, like, I, I see where they're coming from. And I'm, I'm, you know, empathetic to the decisions they have to make, but it is, it is a little frustrating, especially for me personally, like it, I look, you know, 200 miles down South and we're having a full league and, you know, so we're left We're left with a lot of a uh, lot of questions, but we have been able to be, you know we're making we're making do with what we can,
2: yeah, so this is a definitely a personal personal like you, Jasper Neal, are probably severely affected by this more than some others given you're looking down home and you're like everybody back home is still good. I'm coming up to go to school and now I'm just sitting here doing nothing. like obviously, that's a huge burn. but I'm really curious, like what is still going that is like, Snuck by, or the OUA did not like. That's got to be the biggest burns out there. Like, is you know, high school curling happening?
0: I, I the one the one that stuck with with me. There was a there was like a U nineteen or U seventeen girls' across uh, league that's still playing, and you know, complete respect to them and everything. But it's uh like we have you know we definitely have guys on our team that can. Could definitely be, you know, representing Canada at the next level for, for both indoor and beach. And we're like, all right, are you kidding me? You know, these guys definitely are, uh, definitely are elite volleyball players and athletes for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too political on this show. I mean, we've really done well to avoid it. But, uh, you know, 17U girls lacrosse. Now, is it box lacrosse or is it field lacrosse? Because it's a massive difference. I think the women are mostly dominant
1: on the field. I I think the women are are typically more better on on the field game or more popular, I should say, with it being an NCAA sport, I think, for most people going to pursue that. So,
0: Yeah, but definitely like... Definitely, definitely respect to those leagues for, for being able to, you know, get them, get their, get their leagues, keep playing and, you know, if they, if they think it's safe and a good idea, you know, hats off to them. I think I'm, I'm not opposed to anyone else playing. I just, I know I want to play myself. So.
1: Garrett, I believe it was your biological father who said on the show that, uh, I mean, COVID goes under the medical category, which is based on science. But again, some of these decisions are not based on science. So you have like a U-17 youth league that's allowed to go. Obviously, national team sports and people preparing for like the Winter Olympics, they're allowed to go. The Raptors are playing in front of nobody. Uh, I just checked the AUS is shut down, OUA shut down. Like the, the one wild example I thought of was when COVID first started, college indoor volleyball happened, the national championships, but the U-sports, which, which started a day later, was not allowed to start so there just seems to be always like a little bit of a loophole or a weird exemption where it's like we have this rule but like that those people over there they don't have to follow it even though we're kind of in the same like bubble it's really weird to me
2: yeah i mean you're gonna get that with anything though like when you make a rule like it's gonna there's gonna be some people on the fringe of that rule that aren't gonna be affected right so i mean it's unfortunate i feel for everybody who's missing out on playing because those are fun days for me and especially right now in this time like early in the year, early in the calendar year, this is kind of when things are starting to build for the playoff push. Right. So to be shut down at this point, is kind of like, ah, shoot, you're kind of taking the wheels out from under us as we're just starting to get on a roll. So I totally, totally feel that. And I don't know that we need to belabor the point
1: because I don't know, are we really going to solve this, Josh? No, but I, have I will say, I did one more comment. I have one We've more been- comment before you segue us though. Well, I hope how did you know I was going to segue us. You know me too well. Yeah, it's the hand gestures. I just hope that uh, as a casual sports fan, when the NBA first started their bubble, Garrett, they cut the list and they said, no, 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 you teams, you have no chance yes. to go to the playoffs. You're out. So I hope the OUA commissioners and all the management of the league sports just say, ah, sorry, school ABC. Yes. Your season's over, yes. but U of T, you guys can keep going. Like, I hope they name names and pick certain schools. I really, I just want oh, the drama you know of I that.
0: that. Yes. You know we've us. definitely We've definitely talked as a team, you know, just joking, like, how insane the uh, OUA men's volleyball bubble would be, or something like that. Like <laughs> just you know, like going down to some arena and just putting all the all the teams together, and just how awesome and crazy that would be. So, but just cut I mean, it at four
1: teams now. Say the rest of the season's done, and it's only you four who get to participate in this year's championship.
0: There's there's definitely there's definitely a good argument. I mean, I think I think you could kind of whittle it down and see which teams you know. Would be there, and I'm not going to say, but I think I think we have a pretty good idea the the top four teams. All right, so we've been talking on the show for 12 minutes already, and
2: Jasper has not yet made a sharp cut. Has been the nicest guy, super diplomatic, coming on the show. I, you know, I'm starting to get to know, you seem. You know, I can understand why you're the captain of UFT. You're kind of well spoken. You're not going to ruffle any feathers, but come on, we're here on sharp cuts, so. I'm curious because Josh did mention you're from the States and I totally slipped my mind, but now we're on it. You've come up to Canada to play. So I'm curious. You have a unique perspective that we don't often get on the show. What are some of the weirdest things the volleyball community does in Canada that you've seen that they definitely don't do in the States? Like you're coming up, you're seeing us, you're like... Okay, that is stupid. We definitely don't do that. I guarantee there's got to be a few things.
1: There well, not only is he he's American, but he's from the center of the volleyball universe in California. I bet you he thinks he's real snooty to us Ontario guys, Gary, because he's been at the top of the mountain. You know, those California Hey, guys.
2: well, I'm a BC guy now, so I'm a little <laughs> bit closer to that. I'm kind of relate now, okay? So don't put me in that bucket. But Jasper, I
0: guarantee there's got to be some stuff. There yeah. is definitely a few. Well, first off, first off, the ball. Like, I we, at home, we play with the uh, with The, the ball. Yes. And we, I've, I've played with the Molten from the time I was 15 till, you know, coming to Canada. And I was like, Holy crap. I don't even know what's going on with this new ball. It's so different. Um, I do. I do like it a lot more though now. So I will give you that. But what I cannot understand, I've played volleyball in Canada for three years. The rotations are numbered differently. They're the exact same rotations, but p1 like we call it row one but here they call it p1 that's it's one spot different so at home growing up p6 was equivalent to p1 here so and and still to this day whenever like someone will be like oh p1 p2 i always think for one second to go back to what i was trained in and go back to the, and then I'm always in the wrong spot for like so a half. Why second. is that different?
2: Like P1 being the setters in position one, right?
0: Yeah. So we would call it P6 or we would call why? it O6 at home. I had no idea. That's just what we always did. Okay. So in, the so middle,
2: in terms of weirdness though,
0: you got to say our way is not that weird. Make, so it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make more sense. But like for, for example, like for as a middle, when you line up, you know, in, position two on the right-hand side of the court yeah that is row three and row six at home i mean sorry that's row two and row five at home and here it's three and six which doesn't it still doesn't make any sense to me but i think it's absolutely crazy that you know i just don't understand that at all so you got to go back home and you got to say listen guys
2: what are we doing here? Why is this row six? The setter's in position one. Are we following these positions based on where the middle is? <laughs> the first middle player? Like, is that the most important player? I
0: mean, you might say yes. I, I would totally agree. I think, <laughs> I think that I honestly, this is, this is going to be a hot take here, but I think that having a dominant middle changes volleyball, changes the game in a way that's not respected enough. I, I will say that on this show.
1: I, I well, want you to go deeper because in club, I usually refer to them in a playful manner as big, dumb middles. Cause they're not usually known as like the smartest I, I think or the biggest, like wrong Josh Gronk was yeah, your, groanks, your but, term. Uh, like when we talk like training secondary setters and you try to get your libero or somebody in the back row, it's because you're avoiding the big, dumb middle. Who's going to like chop a double and you don't want them touching the second contact ever. So go on Jasper. Explain to me how the big, dumb middles are affecting our game that they're
0: the real game changers here. So what I like to what I like to say, I've said this a few times. In, in the NFL, you know, they say run the football. Running the football opens up everything. If you have a middle who you can run, and, you know, I will also go on a limb and say, U of T-Mens Volleyball has the deepest and best group of middles in the OUA. That is... Hey, that I, is, I respect the self-promotion immensely. Like, no, yeah, not it. even just what me. Do not even just me, Josh? though. Not even just me. We have... We have the deepest and best group of middles, any team in the league. I'll say that for sure. But my point is if you can, if you can run the football that opens up the whole game, you know? So if you can run the middle that gets your outsides one-on-one all the time, it gets your pipe hitters to, you know, they jump They the other middle has to respect the middle and jumps early and that opens up the pipe. And with The level of OUA volleyball, I think some of our pin hitters, one on one, the ball should be put away, you know, 95% of the time. And when we're playing teams and we're like, oh, their middle is their last option, you know, we can just kind of ignore them. And I think that especially when you have a middle who's on time every time, jumping as high and hard as he can, being loud, I think that opens up the game in a way that a lot of people don't see.
2: Yeah. You know what, though? It's not that sharp of a cut you're making here, Jasper. It's not a hot take. Like you're saying, you think middles are more important in a way that people don't respect, which I think is a fair opinion, especially coming from a middle. Like On this show, we've definitely chirped middles pretty hard, generally, I would say. So we're definitely not making your case any easier with the things we've said on this show. But I think I would agree with you. I mean, if you have two dominant middles and an average team, you can still be pretty good and very competitive and potentially win just with that alone. Some teams do it. I can't. I don't have any examples that come to mind though. So maybe that's undermining my agreeing with you point immediately. But uh, yeah, no, I think I'd be on your side here, Jasper.
0: Yeah, thanks. You know, and I think uh, one thing that I'm, you know, I'm a little partial to U of T, obviously, but our our team we're pretty we're pretty deep all around. So you know, when we have any any one of the middles on our team, bottom to top. If they're on time, the ball is going to be put away. And okay. that just, uh, and every single position, you know, is able to have one on one. So that's yeah. what I'd say.
2: Okay. I mean, fair enough. So if UFT doesn't win any championships in the next few years, we'll know it was because of their middles. 100%.
0: Yeah, well, right. here, here's the thing: as a the middle. You can, <laughs> then you, then you can blame everyone else. You can be like, oh, the passing wasn't oh. good, the setting wasn't good. It's kind of, you know, you kinda, you kind of push the push the blame everywhere else. Yeah, see, that's what you're trying to fight for more
2: respect for the middle but yeah. trying to avoid all the blame, which is pretty slimy. But I absolutely <laughs> approve. I'm so down for that. I mean, great, te- great strategy. I mean, we definitely saw through it here, but I am curious. So, like. What else is weird about Canadian volleyball? Because you know, you said you had a few, and you've named the ball and the rotations. The rotations very freaking weird. But is there anything else we do? Like just some of the things we actually do, like you know, walking around
0: or the signals or you know, things we say or do. Like, is any of that oh, crazy? I, actually, yeah. Um, this is kind of going off, uh, going off middle a bit as well. But I've never heard uh, the call fifty before. I've never heard forty before. I've never heard 30 before at home. We call it one push and like three or shoot and literally 60, 50, all those middle sets. I've never heard them call that before, which I thought was, you know, pretty interesting. There's just a lot of different, like, you know, little lingo and stuff and- Yeah, like what? Um, firing up. I don't know, is that, is that something all Canadians say?
1: I get fired up all the
0: time. Like, no, no, so up, like but. where you change the setter, where you change the setter oh, on the left side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, that what, is that what you'd say? For... <laughs> yeah. Josh immediately less excited about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm less fired, fired up, up so because fired up, it doesn't work.
1: We did it at York all the time with our front row setter. We put Ray over there and you try to, you think you're being tricky and you're running these like stunt plays. It rarely works. Well, that's because yeah, you're trying it, it against me, Josh. That's why it
0: didn't work. <laughs> In in uh in nineteen twenty when we were playing Queens in the uh in the the famous Sorry gold way medal. back in nineteen twenty? Yeah. <laughs> when we were playing yeah, the uh, that season. Yeah, the, the famous uh gold medal collapse that we had. Um, Queens <laughs> Queens uh Queens put their left side to block um our left sides on the right and and we won the first two sets and then immediately after they switched back to normal. And clearly, I mean, that was the, uh, the right call for them. But yeah, apparently
1: they still talk about it today. Garrett <laughs> 1925. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I,
2: you know what I do remember that game though. And it's funny you refer to it as the famous gold medal collapse. I've been a part of a few of those myself though. So we don't need to get too deep into gold medal games here, Josh, because I have a number of collapses myself that I'm still trying to recover from. Okay.
1: Too soon, too soon. <laughs> way too soon.
2: Should I? Is it time for me to segue, Josh? Or like, can you pull your weight on this show at I all? So. Or is it I think Jasper's not
1: calling here. people out. I think there's got to be some behaviors or stuff we celebrate, or like, even just the way we warm up's got to be different. There's got to be like something in California where like is the norm. Where he came here, and it's just like, what? You guys are late. Okay, we talked about this on another episode. Okay, so I gotta ask Jasper. So when when your opponent calls a timeout.
2: And everybody loses their mind <sighs> Is that something you would do back home as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, that is something okay. that, like I don't think I don't think honestly the the biggest difference I honestly noticed between playing in the u s and playing here is just kind of and this is really a compliment to Canadian volleyball. but it's just way more physical here, I think. And that so some of that I'd probably is just playing with bigger and stronger guys. But here, I, I really noticed that, you know, they throw off the hands way more. They really joust like two hands on the ball, a little stronger guys here. I think it's just like. The yeah, I would kinda... And I think that's probably a reflection
2: of our worst setting and the fact that we tip all the time. So, I mean, it's only a matter of time before we get in a bunch of jokes and try to wipe off because we actually can't hit it around the block. I mean, I-, I would say that's what that is. And that would be my impression of what's different. But uh, I appreciate the compliment. Yeah. Like, really, very nice of you. I mean, yeah. you could easily come in here and bury Canada, though, and we would take it and deserve it.
0: Well, I mean, I did choose to come play here. So I'm kind of kind of on true. your side here. You did. Wouldn't, and wouldn't look very good. Before. Wouldn't, wouldn't look very good for me to, uh, to bury Canadian volleyball after I chose to uh, come here instead of playing the States.
2: Well, we thank you for it. And I mean, it's that kind of poise and, you know, deliberate choosing of your words that I think has made you the captain on the U volleyball team. Now, I'm curious in your mind, because I was literally never the captain of any team that I was on. Uh, well, I mean, beach. There's only two of you, so I had a 50-50 shot. But was never the captain of any team that I was on. Um, but you know, you're here, the captain. So, what what is really in your mind? And Josh, feel free to chime in because I've definitely got some thoughts. What's the role of a captain on a team? Like, is there anything that just automatically comes with that,
0: or is it really more whatever you make it? I think it's it's I, honestly a bit whatever you make it. Uh, I like to you know, I like to kind of be like an older brother for the young guys. Like sometimes, sometimes we have some knuckleheads and I will not, will not, uh, will not let that, uh, you know, go, uh, be unmentioned, but I like to, you know, just there's a high number of
2: knuckleheads in the OUA. Absolutely.
0: It's full of knuckleheads. Yeah. I I love them at the same time. You know,
2: (laughs) I, you make uh, the best stories. It's true though, but sometimes you got to just rein them in and go, Hey, come on, what are you doing bud?"
0: Yeah. But, you know, I like to, I like to, I like to put a lot of effort into it. And I mean, it it really was like a pretty big, big honor for myself. Uh, I, this is, I wasn't really expecting it in any way. And, you know, I think I like to just be there for the young guys and the older guys who, cause we have kind of a lot of guys that are way older than me. And I like to, you know, just let them know that I'll be there for them if they need anything. But you know, they kind of take care of themselves for the most part, but it's fun. We're a really good group at uh, U of T. Um, you know, that being said, we do have some knuckleheads, but everyone really is a great guy and everyone's there for each other. So now yeah, I wonder, uh, so like, freaking so cute. cute.
1: Is there is there any pressure or urgency to stop the knucklehead behavior? Because uh, y- your coaching staff includes John Barrett, Dave McAllister, like guys who would like literally and figuratively choke slam you if they found something like the behavior wasn't approved. So I'm wondering, as a captain, do you have to squash it before it ever gets back to coach? Because Garrett, everyone involved in the volleyball community, I think I'm afraid of John Barrett the most. So I would be like the most worried about like him finding out I did something stupid, or Garrett forgot the jerseys, or didn't fill up the water bottles. Like do you feel as a vet <laughs> that you're you're really in like you have to make sure this stuff gets solved before coach finds out sometimes
0: yeah there's been a few times where i've said boys let's put an end to this right now but uh you know john he's uh he expects a lot from us but you know clearly it clearly it's been working um there's uh i mean there's he's really really the best leader of a team that i've ever experienced as a coach like he really I know I know he he sometimes has he has a lot of emotion but it's really all passion from him um and he just he's really a great leader for the group and it, he's honestly kind of changed us all into you know really strong young capable guys um but that being said there are you know some first years who I have to have some conversation with about their uh, their mentality and say boys This is not going to fly. And I would recommend changing your personality right now before this ever gets back. Wow. I
2: mean, that's pretty cool that you're doing that. And I mean, Josh was asking that question. I feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong, Josh, because you're getting a little bit frustrated with some of the behavior in your environment. So you're asking, hey, is it up to the players? And it sounds like it absolutely is, Josh. So wipe your hands of that and blame it on those guys. They need to figure it out. Um, So that's awesome. But uh, I am curious as well though cuz there's some actual formal stuff that does come with being the captain like you got to take the to- the coin toss and anytime there's a discussion with the ref like when you're on the floor you got to talk to them right so like <laughs> have you ever and I I feel awkward cuz I did this with when I was a coach with my captains John is probably like yelling at the ref, like coach is like yelling. At and then you're like r- running back and forth, like trying to be like, yeah. Yes. Like, I'll tell you a good story. I just, my, captain, my captain would like, go, hear something from the ref, Come tell me. And I'd yell it to the ref <laughs> and then they'd have to go and talk to them. So like, I'm sure you've been caught in a few situations like that, or do you just kind of just go through it and say, Hey, now, you know, what? I'm not going to deal with this.
0: Well, the first, the, I, I was told that I was the captain about, Two days before our first preseason match, and I I always had had no idea what I was doing, right? So I go up to the to the coin toss, and I was like, the refs are like, hey, I'm whatever, I'm so and so, so and so. I was like, hey, just want to let you know, like, I have no clue what I'm doing here. Uh, <laughs> and you know, we laughed, and I accidentally called the coin toss like the away team was supposed to call it, and I called it, and he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, I respect uh, them.
2: Get in there and mark your
0: territory. Like, no, yeah. no, I'm calling this one. Okay, beat it. And then um, during the game, there's some ridiculous call or whatever. It was probably nothing, and the whole bench, our whole bench, John included, everyone was mad. Everyone was screaming, pissed, whatever. And I walk over, and the refs like, "Tell your bench to shut the hell up right now." And I was like, "Okay." And I went over, and John kind of he has this little like R movement where he gives like a little a little, uh, a little stop it whenever, like we're shutting down practice or something. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do right now. And I looked over the bench and I just gave him one of these <laughs> and all the boys started cracking up. It was, that was a, that was a great moment, but, uh, it's, it's hilarious. I, I don't know. I kind of like, I kind of like talking to the reps and, you know, it's fun listening to them and being a little communicator. Yeah, I I really missed that when I was never the captain.
2: I kind of wanted to do that and never really got the chance to do that. Josh, like when you're looking for a captain, are you like are you expecting them to do all this stuff or do you expect more? Or are you just
1: saying, you know what, you know, I don't really need this. It's just somebody to, like, give a title to. Well, they definitely got to know the rules in in a way, because like you said, we're usually yelling across the court and they have to like, you know, articulate it a little bit better or maybe ask the question or for clarification. But uh, I am curious, Jasper, have any officials kind of not liked you being the captain because you leave every three rotations like the, cause then they got to name, like a new floor captain and then they got to talk to somebody else. Like, is there a lot of that weird back and forth just because of our gentleman game, like rules where if you're not on the court, are you allowed to be the one talking to the ref?
0: Yeah, it is kind of, it is kind of weird. Um, Usually, we we have um, we have two guys that kind of are the floor captains when I'm off the floor, but it is, it is kind of weird. I wasn't really, you know, the refs kind of, I think they kind of laugh because they never expect, you know, what we were talking about earlier, the big dumb middle. They never really <laughs> expect. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm the biggest guy on the floor most of the time. And, you know, I got some big feet and I'm walking out there and, you know, everyone kind of laughs, but it is what it is, so. Well, you let them know
2: when you're out there. You let them know that they should cast away any prejudice they have about big dumb medals because you're coming in there and to dominate them. But I'm curious because that must happen every single game where you either start or leave. The down ref will remember at some point that there's not a court captain on, but it's not always immediately. What's the longest it's gone without them recognizing that?
0: I honestly think there's... There's been at least two games where they never even they never even (laughs) mentioned it at once. (laughs) That is hilarious. The captain Uh, just leaves. They're just like, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, our last our our last two games of the first half, I I don't think we ever mentioned one time that the floor captain or that the captain needed a floor captain when uh when we're gone, which is kind of hilarious, but.
2: That is amazing. I love that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a bit bitter because it sounds like fun stuff, and like getting to talk to the refs is something I always wanted to do. But I feel like you got to have somebody who's not a complete mouthpiece as your captain, because if they get angry, they're just going to lose it and get get you a car, like get a card from going up, because they're allowed to talk to the ref. They might say something stupid. That's definitely I've seen that happen before, way too many times, and look, like luckily it's been in my favor.
0: Yeah, I try. I try to try to keep my mouth shut most of the time. I like to just, you know, listen. There's been a few times where I could have could have been a little more angry, but I okay, I can just just hold it in and say yes, yes, sir. I'll, I'll let them know, and we just kind of laugh it off. Yeah, I mean, you're
2: you're more restrained than I ever could be, and I think maybe that's why I was never the captain, and still really not over it, Josh.
1: Have you ever been big-time, Jasper, where you're walking over to ask a question and they just go, tweet, 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 like, don't even know. We're not We're not discussing this. We're not, like, go away. Oh
0: my God, I hate that <laughs> so much. Yes. I remember there's was, um, it was, a, it was uh, one of the preseason games, and I got a set at, the like, the end. It was, like, I don't know, 23, 21, something in, like, the third or fourth set. And I got a ball, and I was, like, you know, blasted off the guy's hands. 100 percent and it goes out like four feet out of the back of the court and they call it you know no touch and i walked over it and i was like are you kidding me like that was a 100 percent a touch and the guy just waves me off sends me off and i was like all right i guess uh you know can't can't get all those calls
2: we have a very mixed relationships with referees on this show i mean they're not re- really allowed to come on to defend themselves, but we do really love some referees. It's it's kind of a weird dynamic. So, I mean, that, again, I, I'm angry hearing that, but then you go talk to a ref you love and you might take it. So, I, I don't know how to feel about that, but
1: great question, Josh. Uh, you see it more, I think, in college sometimes in the OUA. The OUA you tend to get more senior officials and you tend to get captains who understand the rules where in college, sometimes Garrett, I think that's where you do find the mouthpiece uh, coaches sometimes, but also players where I think they're just a little bit more on edge and sensitive when you
2: said mouthpiece coaches, you like, I could feel it through the camera confirm or deny you guys had a cheer when you guys got carded. Oh, we 100% full of applause <laughs> cheer whenever I got carded. 100%. It happened
1: every game, I think. <laughs> did any refs double down where, like, you get carded, you guys, like, cheer, like, lose your minds and think, whoa, 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 like, that's that's two now. Like, I, did you not know that
2: I 100% that did happen? And I was so pissed. Did you not know that when you asked that question? Like, no, but I can yeah. see it happening. Like, yes, yellow card, we lose it. <laughs> Immediate red. And I'm like, no. <laughs> No, we completely blew. I mean, we were losing anyway, but it's like no. That at one time it did happen.
1: Well, That's it, Jasper. You have to get carded. I want to see what Coach Barrett does when you get carded, or worse, the box squad gets carded. What happens? if a bench carded, ever Jeff? gets a card.
0: We we really try. We really try as a team. I mean, we hold ourselves to, to a pretty you know or to not. No, get cards. no, really try to not get cards. Okay. Uh, we, okay. okay. yeah. Because John gets too many or. You know, he, there's been a few times he's gotten a card or two, but I think, you know, we, as a group, we, we hold ourselves to a pretty high standard and we always try to be, you know, the more, the more gentleman team, a little more respectful, a little more, that's just kind of the kind of the mantra we keep as a team. But there's, there's been a few times where things have, we kind of got some cards.
2: Well, that's really great. And we have yet to really, I feel like, break Jasper on this show. He's just held super firm and super, super political, really hasn't ruffled any feathers. And that must mean you're a good guy. But we're here trying to run a show, Josh and I. And, you know, you've been on it for a little while now and you've heard what it's all about. So this is normally when I ask people what they think. But I'm not going to do that this time. I'd rather talk a little bit about like, what is it? What kind of volleyball content do we like? We're trying to make good stuff. We're trying to make stuff that people like and enjoy to listen to and want to participate with on YouTube and on our podcast, Five Star Subscribe, by the way. Like, we can't forget to say that. But I'm curious, like, what is the stuff that volleyball people actually like to consume? Like, you know, whether it's on Instagram or YouTube or like some other thing, like, what are we watching? Like, what are we consuming? Because I don't really have a clear answer.
0: You know, what uh, I've listened, I've listened to the few, few of the shows that you've had before. And I really love the, uh, the OUA Canada West discussion uh, with with Zane. Um, I think, I think that when you, when you kind of talk about individual players and their performances and kind of do recaps like that. And like, I love hearing about that because there's so many, you know, talented, talented guys in this league. Hmm. and you know, just saying, like, kind of calling people out, like in the media, you know, like saying, "Oh, this guy's got to perform better," or this guy's outperforming his uh, expectations, and just kind of, you know, really treating it like, treating it like sports media does, and yeah, like on you to like
2: like, you would like to hear that sort of stuff, right? But th- Like, it's so disjointed, right? Because it's relevant to you and the league you're in and the, the people who watch that league. But there's other leagues and so many other different things, right? Like, you think about the people who are fans of, like, the OUA, the the University Sport League. When you think about the club scene, which is, like, way bigger in Canada and around North America, people who are, like, just playing in their own league. you got the whole college league. Like, it's so disjointed. Like, why would somebody in the college league really – you know, like, like it, I, I get that, but, like, what – how do we connect that all? Like, or is it just disjointed and we're just, we're just fighting a losing game here.
0: Um, one thing that in the States that, uh, we have is there's, there's kind of a similar show to yours. It's not, it's a little different, but, and they do like players of a players of the night or players of the week or that kind of thing. And I think those kind of things where, you know, individuals, you know, no matter what league it is, you know are kind of called out and represented for their individual performances or teams and that kind of stuff i think is 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 really cool All right.
2: but i I like that. No, it's a great piece of advice, Jasper, and we're going to immediately act on it. That's how we do on the show, full impulse, immediately acting on good advice when we get it. So welcome to our first ever segment of Players of the Week, where each of us name a player of the week and celebrate their achievements. So Jasper, thank you so much for the great idea. I'm gonna call you out immediately to give us a, your player of the week. Sorry, was that too fast of a turnaround?
0: No, no, that's not too fast. That's no, not too fast. You know what? Uh, he hasn't played in a while. Yeah, I haven't had have games in a while, but I'll give Player of the Week to Evan Florida. He's our he's our superstar. You know, I think that's that's one guy that you know I know he gets gets lots of love and on the OUA level and everything. But I think I've seen how hard that guy works. I've seen I've seen how he practices. I think that you know he's going he's going to be on a pretty high upward trajectory. So I think he's he's my Player of the Week. Wow.
1: Bold. Congrats. Bold. Being the
2: first ever player of the week on Sharp Cuts, I might add. I mean, that's a yeah, huge honor. I think, honor that I think we need a little,
0: a little trophy. I think we need a little trophy.
2: That's not in the budget, Jasper. We don't. No. We don't have that kind of money, so... Um, yeah, but, uh, thanks for, but it was really nice of you to say that, which I think is kind of, you're, you're, you're just such a nice guy I'm finding. And it's such a problem for me because I was going in a very different direction. So let's see which direction Josh went in with his player of the week.
1: Well, first of all, I'm going to be a little skeptical on Jasper's decision because uh, when he mentioned at the start of the show, Garrett, the UFT guys, they train every day they breathe. I, I'm not confirming or denying, but Evan may or not, may not have been on our Summer Beach National Team, and I, and I question this training philosophy of he's working hard every day that he breathes. So uh, I'm just going to leave that up for the I'll listeners. De- I'll defend,
0: I'll defend <laughs> Evan on this show, and if Evan ever listens to the show, Evan, you owe me one here. But <laughs> you you owe me a pizza or something, a Domino's, but dominoes i thought you guys trained every day you breathe we that's why we trained train dominoes hard. okay but evan i'm i'm just when we get back you guys you guys you'll know what i'm talking about he's he's doing good stuff great wait. well i Can't trust wait. you but josh did
2: you decide to go for your player of the week to bury jasper's player of the week I it's a bit hard.
1: I, I needed but to But very in this in the line with the brand of the show. No. Sharp cuts, yes. Uh I'm going to go uh even more shameless shameless self-promotion because by the time this episode comes out, friend of the show Colton Lou from the UBC Thunderbirds Garrett would have been on Passing Nights podcast. Uh, Download it now on wherever you get your podcast. But I'm going to go with Colton as the player of the week because he won. He just came on my show and two, UBC can still play games so they got to be like stacking up points. He must have had a great weekend even though we're recording before it happened. Confirming, <laughs> bam, like, like I'm looking into the future as the listeners are listening in the past that he had a great weekend. Yeah. I
2: mean, look up his results because if he got benched for the entire weekend, just because (laughs) Josh will look incredibly stupid in hindsight, but uh, I got to applaud the shameless self-promotion there of giving player of the week to the most recent guest on your pass and dimes talk show, which I mean, if that's going to be every week, I won't be pissed. So (laughs) I mean, well done. Maybe I gave I gave the player, player of the, of the week.
0: week to uh, to a guy that hasn't even played in in a month. So that's uh that must know. really be a testament to how good he
2: is. He was that week, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my player of the week. Um, I I was thinking a little bit differently. You guys went actually kind of nice and named people. Um, so my player of the week is going to be the Ontario government for shutting down the OUA. They defeated the entire OUA. I don't think that's ever been done in the history of the league. So congrats to the Ontario government for taking that big win against the entire league. Or is that too soon,
0: Jasper? Just be serious. That's a little too soon. That's a little too soon. And, uh, <laughs> we're still, we're still mourning. We're still mourning the loss of our games. So we'll have to, uh, we'll have to take that one. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Hey, it's a tough competitor the government. I
2: mean, they, they really take charge and do what they need to do. So, um, well-deserved player of the week. So, I mean, three different approaches to the player of the week, but, uh, I really like your advice there, Jasper. So, I mean, we're, we're hungry for it. Give us some more. We're talking volleyball media. You get player of the week. We did that. Hopefully it was entertaining. What else are we liking? Like, what do we like?
0: You know, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big video guy. I love watching volleyball. Um, Mm. I think during these, during these COVID times and, you know, seasons canceled and playing and canceled again and all that, I've, you know, I've loved just being able to watch and from all levels, you know, NCAA Canada West to pro and Olympics and VNL and all that kind of stuff. I really think, you know, for me, just seeing some of those like insane athletes and, you know, all over the world, guys playing multiple positions and subbing. like highlight
2: and tapes stuff, and stuff, or you watch yeah, full
0: games. Yeah. Well, both, both, you know, yeah. I, I mean, think- highlight
2: tapes are great. Right. But like, it's, it's hard to really, it, it's not, it's like, it is the sport, but it's not content generation around the sport. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, like they show highlight clips on a television show, but like when you watch volleyball clips, what are you just watching them on a YouTube channel or on their own? Or like, I'm sure there's a website or something.
0: Yeah. We, we watch a lot on volumetrics and, you know, just watch random pro leagues and skip to all the, the kills and blocks and stuff. But, oh, damn, that's, a, so that's a handy tool to have if you're looking for yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. I never But just uh, this, this, watching, I think really is, I mean, there's so many like men's volleyball, especially, I don't think gets a lot of respect just as a sport in North America and how exciting it is. And I think, you know, when you're seeing a guy that's six foot 10 touching, 12 foot two blasting a ball over, you know, a bunch of other six foot five guys that just some of those things are absolutely insane. So I love, I love watching. And I think just kind of getting, finding a way to bring those tapes and highlights in is something that I really, really enjoy. Yeah. It's so difficult though, isn't it? Like to really get that stuff
2: going. Like even in your league, like who's going to, like, is there somebody who's taking that and cutting a nice, Clips of all the nice kills and putting that up on YouTube, like is there somebody actually doing that work, or is it like no. oh, hey, just do your own thing like but it's yeah. a lot I'm consuming,
0: right yeah, definitely and I think i I mean again i'll I'll promote the oways as, as much as I can, but there's there's some there's every single game there's there's amazing highlights, and you know there's some incredible athletes at really all positions, and every team has at least a guy or two that can do something special and I just think the OUA can you know find a way to really capitalize on the athletes that we have right now yeah so it is true people do love watching the kind of
2: spectacular in volleyball eh? like on Instagram you post a clip of like a nice you know a nice play people are liking that people watch that you post a nice highlight clip on YouTube like people are going to watch that Facebook kind of same thing right but like you know, anything is that all our sport is reduced to in terms of volleyball media, like people what they like to consume? Like, you know, not many people watch volleyball shows or like, we don't like. Am I in the dark here about this?
0: Yeah, that's that's, I mean, it seems like, you know, volleyball at the university level doesn't get it clearly doesn't get the same attention that uh you know football and basketball do and it's it's really a shame because i, I honestly not just because i'm a volleyball guy but i think men's volleyball or all volleyball in general but i mean men's volleyball because that's why i play is one of the most exciting sports um really to watch and oh, I, another thing that i really did uh did like or kind of i like doing is thinking about like dream teams like from this league who would be your best players that you'd pick which guys would work best together and kind of just like fantasy drafts like i love you know doing those kinds of things and just yeah those are fun we did have a fantasy draft on this show Um,
2: that went a bit off the rails because I totally, I totally fudged the rules. Uh, we check out that episode, the uh, Becky Pavin episode. Uh, I she mean, hasn't she hasn't been back, back since. Yeah, she hasn't been back. Yeah, like she hasn't even returned any of our calls or texts because I think she's still pissed. But we did a draft of uh, every character ever, real or fictional, um, and I was fully prepared. So my, my team was pretty dominant, but I surprised it on them. So that that stuff is fun, you know. But like. It, is that stuff people are talking about on their own? Like, I don't know volleyball people anymore. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm old, crotchety, and out of it. I'm, I can't imagine what you must be feeling, Josh.
1: Well, I, I, it reminds me, I was listening to you know, on, on the holiday break, Garrett, I, I used to be big into wrestling as a kid, like the Attitude Era. I used to like watching you know, it with The Rock and all these I'm guys. I'm big into and, wrestling now. Is that... Not, is that oh, I have like, been following it much lately, but the guy on the show we, we were reminiscing, so the, the, the host of the show was talking about, in its peak era wrestling, Garrett, like it was the larger-than-life personalities who had a catchphrase, they had these mannerisms, so I think the next time Jasper gets a one-on-one, because he's so proud of all these accomplishments, he should do like the double point to the crowd, and I'll be there in the front row giving it back to him, and we'd like start having personal personalities and we start like portraying these guys because there's only so many quicks i can watch a big dumb middle hit but if he gets like a one hey hey hey, hey, hey.
0: i thought we just we just (laughs) ended the big dumb middle conversation
2: right there's only so many quicks that a big skilled middle can hit
1: right right so i I think we got to add some more pizzazz some charisma some catchphrases i think that's what's really going to put us over the top because when i think back it wasn't really the moves it was kind of the storylines garrett the people you like the people you don't Like, so I think like if U of T is going to be the good guys, maybe another school can be the bad guys. And we all we we get a group together Garrett. We go live and Jasper's interacting with the crowd, you know, as much as Coach Barrett's going to allow. But like, I I think having the players have a little bit more personality because sometimes Garrett, volleyball players have a lot of personality. But when they play, they're boring. They're really that was me. Yeah. That was 100% me. Like, so we got it. You're right. But how do we – okay, so let,
2: let's – we're brainstorming here, Josh. I love this, okay? So it, we need to add some personality. So we talked about this on a previous episode how I get incredibly bored watching middles just hit the ball to five, you know, 12 to 20 times in a match. Watch a left side tool the block line like, I don't know, seven times – or get blocked. Great, they get blocked. They get blocked five times. Who cares? Like, I get bored of that stuff. But you're right. If they came down and we're like – Maybe if they were like super devastated or the guy like did some crazy fist pump, you clip that, send it out, like people are getting hype about that stuff and like either, well, see, but then you open yourself up too because if, say you post that clip of you celebrating massively and people are just like, you know, chirping you hard for it, it's like, well, that's tough to deal with. Like, I mean, you and I, we've taken that risk by going on the show. Like people could come on and just crap all over us. But I mean, thankfully, they haven't. We've been asking them to. But uh, like that's also a tough thing to really ask people to do, especially when like you know you don't want to be famous or internet famous. Like Alex Puldma, the guy is internet famous because there's a picture of him with a foot through his legs in the background that looks like it's a penis hanging down. Like that's the, that's how the guy's internet famous. He's a successful volleyball player. Like I, I,
1: there's some risk there too, which is kind of like I guess we got to take it. We got to take some risk. Uh, easy for me to say, Garrett. I would have been crushed if in our poll we were voted as like the worst guest this show's ever had. I would have, like, I would have been devastated. So I'm glad I didn't win that award. But I, I think, I think Jasper's got pretty big shoulders. He can take it. He can take like being loved, being hated. I think that's what athletes, you know, you have to deal with at
0: a certain level. Can you take it, Jasper? I can take it. I can take it for sure. I, that's what. That's what I'm saying. You. I, I want to hear. I want to hear some hot takes. I want. I want. I want to defend myself. You know. I think. I think and I can take it. And really, I I do agree with, with what you're saying, though. The I think men's volleyball, we just attract kind of some some kind of smart, you know, pretty straightforward guys a lot of the time and yeah. lots of skilled guys. But we kind of that's that's one of the reasons I love volleyball is because, you know, we all I feel kind of there's lots of similar guys to myself who are really focused and driven and like. Like to be, like to work towards the common goal, but we are missing a lot of that fun. Like, yeah, the you know, you go to a football game, you hear some awesome music, some pregame dances, and you know, great handshakes and all that kind of stuff. Like, oh. see LeBron doing all the cool handshakes with all the oh, boys yeah. before the game. We don't really have that, and I think we could we could grow the game a little bit if we added some of that into it.
2: When I see that kind of stuff in the OUA, it definitely stirs an emotion in me. Now which one it is, it can vary, but it definitely stirs something, which is great. I just had an idea though. Like, think about the other leagues you follow with that personality. I always equate it to the NBA. Like when you're sitting at home on a Tuesday night, if you're not, if your team's not playing, but you're still interested in seeing some exciting sports, like you like watching sports, like you you could turn on and find a game, right? Whereas in the OUA or can the, the U Sport Canadian Volleyball League, which is I guess in Canada the highest, most organized league we have. I mean, yes, I think. Um, but everybody plays basically Friday, Saturday, Sunday afternoon, like almost exclusively. Like the games all overlap with each other on those three days of the week. You maybe get a Wednesday game, maybe. You maybe get a Thursday game, maybe. But like if, even if I wanted to watch every game and follow every team, I, like I can't physically do it.
1: But then you got the NFL that I think is like the biggest spectator sport and they own a day of the week Garrett. Like, I think you just fire up and watch seven hours of football. So what you're saying is sharp cuts needs to now pick players of the week, game of the week, villain of the week. Like we need to start handing out more awards to make these guys relevant. They already have the skills, Garrett. We just need to piggyback on it on our platform so we can gain. They can gain. Everybody gains. Okay. I agree with that.
2: I really like that, Josh. So let's experiment with that. Let's go through those. Let's feel that out.
1: You said we did players of the week. What was the other thing you said? Uh, Game of the week. So who's, who's playing volleyball this week? It's got to be like a Canada West game here. So, uh, game of the week.
2: See, we don't know anything though. That's the problem. Maybe we should note that to our audience who's still listening that we don't know anything. Yeah. Maybe I should do some research. Uh,
1: what's the game of the week here? Jasper. the T Birds play the Wolfpack uh, to open that's up the game of the two. week. Right there, game Friday of the at seven thirty, and Saturday no love loss there. Four thirty PM, Garrett, Vancouver time. No love loss there. Four thirty. That's when the fans want to eat up your whole afternoon to go watch men's volleyball. Anyway, is that what? that like, is on Saturday, Saturday at four thirty, I don't want to be in a gym watching volleyball. I'm sorry. Yeah, like <laughs> what? What? Like or even straight? You're at home streaming
2: it at four thirty. <laughs> Yeah. like what an awkward time <laughs> to be like watching volleyball and for it to not be mega exciting and people doing sky hooks and stuff like that when they score okay is that our game of the week i didn't even hear the teams you mentioned
1: i will say whoever runs the ubc men's volleyball account you should give them a follow because the last line here garrett announcing that uh, the t-birds host the tru Wolfpack this weekend buckle up it's gonna be a wild ride <laughs> they deserve a what an award you should follow them they deserve a follow for sure. Like, aren't you engaged now? No love lost there. Wolfpack versus T-Birds? Get some. No,
2: no, absolutely not. That is the most cliche hype lines ever. It's,
1: no, we it's like me. firing yelling up, Garrett? I thought we were talking about firing up. like me my
2: time Josh. Let's go. Come on. Oh let's go. God. Like, is that all I can say? Like, let's get a little bit of spice variety in here. Well, I'm sure it is
1: a good follow. They do clip a lot of highlight videos and they do post some cool stuff. So I would follow UBC if you're not already.
0: And follow right. follow U of T men's Volleyball, on Instagram too. Yeah. We, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah, shout um, out. Yeah, absolutely. I do not
2: follow them. Um, I may go on and follow them just so I can maybe throw some chirps in uh, all their posts
1: and actually call out Jasper directly. That might get some of the, the hype going. Um, I just clicked on their account. One of the videos, slow-mo of my guy, Mitchell Neuer, hitting a spinner and he's diving. I don't know who's like, this is like a, definitely a 4K camera. I don't know who's got your big media budget, Jasper, but somebody is interning for the U of T Varsity Blues and this is a sick video. I'm going to give them a follow.
0: I'm hopping yeah, on. Yeah, thanks. The well, I run, I, run the, I run the Instagram account myself. I did not have anything to do with that video, but I do run the Instagram. So... Give us, uh, oh, then give you us definitely got to with
2: the
1: account.
0: Like, yeah. don't,
2: it's
1: you. It's you. Okay. Garrett, Jasper. in this video, you're going to get on board because Evan Filaro is running out the back line, back bump sets the left side, and the left side, he doesn't tip it over. He doesn't roll shot to take out the setter. He tools the big dumb middle off the block. Garrett, this is actual men's volleyball happening right in front of my eyes.
0: Well, okay. Again, do they celebrate hard? There's some good celebration in this, actually. I think I think I flex in that video, actually. This is a good video. So, do because
1: does it one, make, Mitchell does it, It's almost in every shot. So, does I'm it make board. you love them or does it make you hate them? Uh love. I think love. It's definitely oh, edited nice. heavily in their favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they cut out all the shanks and it's, hey, it's
0: there's no shanks. There's no shanks. We don't shank. Well, for him I'm to for bump sure set no, it from the back fact. line.
1: For, for a fact, the Brock men's volleyball team is pretty good, but by this video, Garrett, you would never guess that because it's all, all U of T just dominating here.
2: I mean, I respect a good edit, though. I mean, that's what you got to do to spice things up. So, I mean, props to that. So, yeah, I need to maybe get on board with that but and absorb
1: some media to really call out, really, some of these people who are doing it well. Jasper, who's number 10 on your team? Me. The middle. That You had wicked sideburns in the first semester?
0: Yeah. yeah, Dude. Wow.
1: What That's you your gimmick like, right there. You should be the sideburns guy, and you should like beep, pew pew into the crowd, and they can like sideburns it back to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I have I have long hair and big beard no, going. No, no, no.
2: What did you just do, Josh? Sideburns thing? What is that? Our you our listeners have don't know. Shoot them in like
1: an owl or guns, and he should have like we could pew pew pew. What? What are you? I'm trying to. I'm trying. Yeah, you could do the crossover thing, and then like. I mean, something
2: Jasper, like you cut the sideburns. I mean, that's an. I'm, I'm, I'm upset.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a crazy look. you know, it was, it was a bit of a joke. It, we kind of doing some, we're doing some Movember thing and then I just, you know, grew, grew a bit of a beard and grew my hair out and just went, went for the look. But, uh, I didn't even that,
1: recognize him, Garrett. He's right here on the show with us, and I didn't even recognize him based on this neck beard thing he's got yeah, going you're, on. Yeah, you're an absolute clown for that. Um I, I'm
2: jealous because I actually can't even grow a beard like you cutting sideburns as a joke and i can't even physically do that if i tried so i'm fully bitter but yeah we need a gimmick for jasper here like what's the thing like what are you you doing now that's unique you get a huge okay this is the situation that you need a thing for like a thing is when they set a, a quick to your opponent's middle you commit and fully wrap him up in a phone booth and slam him down like he tries to hit it to five just hits it literally straight in your hands just shut down you need something for that like a thing for that
0: yeah and and, uh unfortunately we haven't had um we've only had you know four games this semester so we haven't we haven't had too many uh opportunities Mm, for the the games for the canceled big commit. Like, and in first year i just go for the big flex you know that would be like a bit of a bit of a flex and a and a scream so that was that was kind of my move yeah
2: i like that but we need to maybe up the ante a bit and extend for three plus seconds
0: i feel like you know it, you know it's too fast people might miss it you know in next next, next next game that we play i'll and i i'll get a highlight and i'll do something absolutely crazy for you guys and then you can uh you can you can watch and mention it again. Yeah, I mean, I would watch that one hundred percent. Click that, send it to me. I will look and love
1: and love it. It's got to be something that when they're finally allowed fans back at these events, that like when you do it, I could be like in the front row, like giving it right back. Like it's got to be very like yeah, yeah, yeah. W- w- like you, like actually you. Yeah, like w- we go
2: antlers on them or something. <laughs> <We're just> like... <laughs> Josh, I don't know this side of you. You have so many funny <laughs> ideas. We need more of the antlers? That's ridiculous, but I love it.
1: I think it's 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 the problem of having a child at home, Garrett. I'm a little sleep deprived, but uh, I'm trying to fire up our
2: sport here. <laughs> like what about you get a huge bounce home plate slide across the logo in the center of the court? I mean, that's yes. gotta be in the wheelhouse, right?
0: I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's exactly the MO of our team, but if I did that. <laughs> I think I think uh, everyone would be so surprised it would really really fire up the boys and just fire up the whole the whole crowd and maybe we'll get a few more fans.
2: Next progression is full team home plate slide after a huge point.
1: And then it's like it's like 6-3 in the second set and we're still doing these things. (laughs) Or what about your opponent calls a timeout and instead of going into the bench you you
2: all run a set of suicides on your side (laughs) of the court like you run a set of lines. Like in the timeout, just to just to mess with them.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, you know, yes, yes, either, yes, these yes, some, yes. These are some good ideas. You know, we really, we really try to be the uh, the U of T guys with so a little more class. But I think, I think we kind of change it up a little. That could really, really open up our yeah, season. See, and everybody wants to have class.
2: And I mean, just talking oh, to you for an hour, Jasper. I mean, we can tell you have you respect the game. You're a, you're you're a classy guy, um, but you know like who are the most watched athletes in the world are they all the classiest people in the world absolutely some, not absolutely not. not yeah so i mean we need some we need some clowns in the sport and i mean i'm ready and able but nobody's asked me gosh get <laughs> yeah. on that um, so yeah, I mean, this is this is the show, Jasper. Like, it gets to a point where I just look at the clock and go, damn, we got to shut it down, but we're having so much fun. So, I mean, what have you thought so far of the show? I mean, we ask everybody what they think, and so I'll ask you, what did you think?
0: You know, I loved it. I I had an awesome time. It's, uh, it's so good to see, you know, volleyball getting some attention and, you know, get people talking about volleyball. I, I mean, I love thinking about volleyball, watching volleyball, talking about volleyball, and just, you know, Given, given the OUA and some attention, and it's it's been a great time. Well, I knew you would say something nice because you've been
2: just so nice this whole episode. So, I mean, appreciate the kind words and thanks for coming on. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna do any chirp, Josh, because it was just too sincere and too nice. So, like, I'm I'd not gonna go to there. Hear one though, I'd love to hear one. I want to. No, hear I'm one. not gonna go there. I don't have one. It's just too, just disarmingly nice. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to the Exarced. point of like it it just disarms me into I have no weapons. I have nothing to make a sharp cut. Like. It happens sometimes. You know what? It doesn't happen much, Jasper. So good on you. Uh, and thanks for coming. Anything else we want to talk about, Josh? I mean, we we really trying to shut down the show, so
1: should we tell the people something? I can't wait to tell him that he's player of the week just to see it just fire him up, you know?
2: Yeah, like yeah. is that going to be exciting when you're next week's player of the week?
0: If I ever get player of the week on the show, I will I will be so happy. It will be life changing for me, I think.
2: You know what we need? We need to get you a T-shirt that says sharp cuts player of the week. And when you get a massive block, you can lift it up of your jersey and it's right there on the on the shirt. And that I mean, these see what a great session, boys. I mean, great brainstorming session. So I think that'll do it, Josh. I mean, should we tell them to
1: five star the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit us up in the comments below, anything like that? You nailed it. And if anybody wants to be our intern, because it sounds like we have to do a men's players of the week, women's players of the week, uh, team of the week, game of the week, uh, we got to post highlight videos. Garrett, this is this is too much. This is becoming a little bit overwhelming. All these good ideas we came up with. Yeah, I mean, we don't have the budget for any of them. So, I mean, unpaid interns is what we're looking. <laughs> we can't for even for. give Jasper a t-shirt when he
2: wins player of the week. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the budget for that. I know I brought it up, but don't be counting on it, Jasper. It's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you for being here, Jasper. And thank you all so much for listening. If you're still listening, appreciate you. We'll see you next time.